Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. We're very glad that you've taken some time out of your day. Sit back, relax, and open your mind and see if you can't pick up a little piece of mind candy for the day and give this word that we're going to talk about some thought and see how it plays into your life. My name is Stacy Johnston. I'm honored to be here with you and equally as honored, as always, to sit alongside my co-host, Kathy Holland. Kathy, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm blessed. We were just talking about the fact that, you know, it's hot, but we're still good. So I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I like it. I'm equally the same. You know, I, I found myself yesterday trying to come up with our new word list. You know, we never, we never prep ahead of time either. We kind of prep the day before and pull up some new words. And I was a new trick yesterday. I was summoned through the thesaurus, and I thought I'll just open it and I'll open to that page and see what I come up with. And it's it's amazing to me how many words that I'm attracted to. We've had an opportunity to have a conversation about, right? And then and then how many new ones kind of pop up? And what I've learned is that you can't really have one without the other. They all really go together. And I love the time, and I love watching how they play out in my life from day to day when I focus on the word. How about you? What draws you to this? I, I really enjoy, I think I've said this before, I enjoy the, the difference in how people think. Right, one word can mean so many things to so many different people, and to hear how people process that one word is fascinating to me. Hmm. And as a, as a homeschool parent, how does that push forward your vocabulary education with your children? Well, I mean, vocabulary-wise, it helps, but it also makes me more aware of the fact that, you know, yes, people that I talk to every day interpret words differently and they have different meanings to different people, but that also applies to my children, right? They have their own definitions of what these words mean and their own way that they perceive things. So it really helps me to kind of hone in on that difference. And I think that's so important. You know, one of those things, like you said, it's that difference right there. I think it helps me just in my overall communication with people. You know, it's made me so much more aware of the, words that I choose and the, the conscious effort to make sure that we're seeing that, that word the same, especially if it matters to the conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've caught myself going to respond to something in a certain way and thinking about the conversations that we've had on this show and going, hmm. There you go. There's our mind candy right there. All right. That's what we're after. I love it. I love it. So we are honored to have with us today a, a, a guest that has been a previous guest for us. He came and joined us on our Uncaped Heroes podcast and has agreed to come back and do this show with us today. And this is a man of good words. He has the, I'm always attracted to his morning message and his good morning out there and the, the thoughts that he has that he shares with people. So I'm, I can't wait to get into this conversation with him. So without further ado, Dick Powell, how are you this morning? We are better than we deserve. I love it. We're glad you're here. Well, thank you for joining us. So what intrigued you about coming back and having a, a three-way banter about a word? 
It's always fun for me because I spend most of my life speaking on stage or, you know, out and about and learning how people, like, you know, your, your other cohort said, how they think and how why they think that way. Because as we grow up in different parts of the country, I had to learn very quickly that different words in, in different parts of the country mean different, totally things. Uh, so it's always fun for me to take and talk to people from different places and to visit different places. Uh, traveling will take and stretch how you think and it'll stretch how you react to people. So it's good. Love it. We're so glad you came so Richard today. Dick, we're going to talk about the word. What do we say? We are going to talk to you today about the word power. 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 So we well, use you the word power. What's your first thought? Well, my first thought is is who's who's in power, and so that means who you know is in control. What's going on? And power can mean many different things. So it could be someone's over top you, you know, your boss or, or someone like that. It's, it's in power over you. Could be the government. Could be, um, well, I've always told my children I always had the power. But <laughs> 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 so power, I think it gets used in the wrong way a lot of times. And I think we all have the power to do the best thing, and that's choose who we're going to be around, and how what we're going to do, and, and make those good choices. Power is all about choice, and when you're making those choices, it's how it's going to affect not just you, but all the people around you. So do mm. you really have the power? Mm. <clears throat> I like that. That's a great question to ask, right? Does, do you have the power, right, to change so many people's moments. Great thought. Kathy, how about yeah. you when you hear the word power? The first thing I think of when I hear that is, is internal, right? Uh, you have the ability, you have the power to change your situation. You yep. have the power to, right, you have the power to improve your situation to whatever it is. It, it's internal, right? And you have the choice. Yeah, that's, absolutely. I, I think that's the, the most powerful thing that I think of is is that we have the personal accountability for those choices that we make. And mm. I, I don't think a lot of people understand or realize they do have that personal power. Amen. They do. And, you know, it really brings in, and it's going to sound totally cliche, but it's so true, right, because with great power comes great responsibility. And yes. you have the power to do these things, but you also have the responsibility to accept the consequences, right? So, you know, I think that kind of goes hand in hand. Well, consequences I, in my world is something that I kind of preach about a lot because that goes right along with the personal leadership and personal accountability. And, and that's pretty much what I have spoke about, trained about, talked about, instructed about for the last 30 years, because that is the crux of life, uh, is, is being accountable, you know, personally accountable. So, you know, I, I just strongly believe that 
that's the that's the power that you've been given, you know, that we've all been given. Um, and I don't think we we uh, look at it that way. You know, it's always poor little old me, and somebody else, can, you know, is over top of me, and somebody else is making all the decisions, and that's just not true. We each have the power to make those decisions. Sometimes we have to learn to have the consequences that go along with it, but right. know, we still have the power to do that. We do. You know, when I think about power, I think about influence. Oh, that's a good one. For me, power is not about money. It's not about the corner office. It's not about the top job or the highest rank. Power is about influence. And whoever's in the room, if it's the kindergartner or the high school kid or the young mom or the 70-year-old man with the cane that has the most ability to influence the people in that room, there's your power. Mm -hmm. There's your leader, whoever that might be. And so I think power is influence. And we don't take into account the ability, the power that our influence can have. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. and not in a negative way, right? Not in an overbearing, I'm the boss, I'm the he-man, but in a positive. If you encounter human beings in a day, then you have the power to make that encounter a positive or negative experience for both of you. Uh-huh. Right? And, well, and so know, many times. Uh, John Maxwell always said that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Right. And that's that personal power. And so working with people across the country, one of the things is the words you use that brings you power. And knowing what, how to use the words, knowing what words to use when, uh, really does start to bring in what's your influence, what, what, are you, what do you stand for. And, and you have mm-hmm. to be able to, to uh, not only verbalize that, but write it down I'm in black and white and get it on a piece of paper. What do you stand for? That's power. Yeah. And you know what? Being able to be that, to be that person that you've decided that you are and what you stand for in spite of what the world would have you be is power. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that there's a power in that that's, that's unsurmountable, right? I just do yeah. believe that. I think that there's a power in being a quality parent, right? Oh, yeah. You can either you, you can either feed them and clothe them and send them through the process and turn them loose when they're 18, or you can coach your children through life and you can teach them to write their own story, right? To to take that personal power. So again, your power is an influence. You know, one of the best examples I know of influence like that in power is the NFL. 56 men on their team. Right, been playing together all this time. They go to practice every day. They know each other. They're friends. Been playing football for years. And one of them gets in trouble, gets sick, is out for six weeks, and the other fifty-five forget how to play football. Yeah, that's because everybody's in it for themselves. They're not all a team. Right, and so that one person's absence has a dramatic power over the rest of that team. Yeah. Right. And one guy took a knee one day, and we have a movement. Yeah. So there's so much more power than you think in your behavior, in your words, in your actions, and in what you leave behind in the room. Many times in your behavior, much more than the words you use. 
Um, I've often said that when people walk into a room, even though our mom told us never judge a book by its cover, we know she did too, but, you know, that's it. People make a decision in the first 30 to 45 seconds whether they're going to take and trust you and listen to you or not. And so the words you say before, you, you know, what, what's the message you're sending before you get to speak? That's huge. And, right. and that goes about the way you dress, the way you walk, the, the way you hold yourself. And then you get to take and maybe get the words out. And, you know, they've already made a decision if they're going to listen or not. So right. the, power, the power in that being a speaker um, is huge. Um, it's, it's been a big, big lesson for me when I've been on stage and I've been on TV and, you know, where people are really looking at you. It's a whole lot different than being on the radio like I have been for many years. Um, you know, on the radio you can kind of go, oops, didn't like that piece and kind of wipe it out and start over. Uh, but when you're in person, hmm. it's a totally different ballgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Kathy, how about you? Where does that take you? I was just thinking, you know, about when we were talking about the power that you have as a parent, right? You know, if you don't take that, if you don't take that seriously, right, and teach your kids, right, raise them up in the way they should go, right, then the Mm -hmm. world will teach them how not to. Oh, yeah. So I think that... Yeah, if you're not talking to your kids, someone else is. Yeah, exactly. And I told, you know, when I started this homeschool thing, one of the things I told my husband, I said, we have really, we have young kids right now. And right now I have the power to shield them from things that are only going to be to their detriment in the future. Right? I can protect them right now. So I'm going to. Mm-hmm. You know, and, so, and in the future, you'll start opening that up just a bit so they can see what's out there, and then you can talk to them about that. Um, yeah, we always had an open dinner table and uh, with our children, and sometimes they wanted to, they talked about things we didn't want to talk about. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the, we always had the open dinner table. You, you can bring anything up, and we'll we'll discuss it. Um, yeah. So that's, that, that's where you start to open up just a little bit and and really start, because they'll bring stuff home. Sooner or later, they're going to bring stuff home and ask you questions about it. Right. And that's where you've got to take and stay stay the line. You've got to walk the, walk the talk. Because, man, they'll call you on it if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> they sure will. At least you know, I, <laughs> I think that's one of the things I see. I've seen really recently is is that 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 uh, parental power, right? They so many parents during the last two years we've watched. You know, I've seen have had to spend and ex, exert parental power for the first time since they put their kids in kindergarten. Mm. But they haven't spent forty hours a week with them and been in charge of educating and, and exerting. You know, it's one thing to come home and did you get your homework done and again push them through that part of life. But the yep. power that it takes to be all of a sudden be the homeschool parent and recognize who these kids are in your house that you don't really even know because they're 
40 hours a week with someone else. Yep. And so that I think that's part of what's, what's missing right now is recognition that you got that power as a parent. Well, that's why I said I think we use the wrong word. Uh, you know, I think that when people hear the word power, they immediately think that that's going to be someone's going to the oppressor. So, you know, I'm, I'm over you, so you got to you know, might makes right, and and that's not the power that we need to be talking about. We need to talk be talking about the power that what you say and do. You know, people do what people see, and people repeat what people hear, and children especially as young ones boy they repeat and they will mock and they will take and do those things because they hear you do it so if you're telling them one thing and doing another they're going to call you on it and they ought to but you know that's the mm-hmm. thing walking the line the power of walking the line is really tough it is not easy and as a parent Sometimes you get around other parents that just are willy-nilly about the whole deal, and your children go, well, you know, they get to do that, you know, and all that kind of happy stuff. And dealing with it sometimes is not the fun part of being a parent. Um, right. Exactly. You know, uh, you know. So let's turn it around a little bit. Let's take this power into the workforce. Let's take this power into your supervisory role or your management role. All right. Because, okay. again, that, that definition gets a little skewed sometimes, right? What does power mean in, in the workforce in corporate America? Right? I'm going to say that to me the most powerful leaders there are surround themselves with people of equal power, right? If you're, I always think if your ideas are always the best ideas at the table, then you need some new people at your table. Yep. Right? You, you, you've got to – so if you want – that power, if you want to feel that influence, if you want to make a positive, powerful impact, then you have to surround yourself with people of like power, of like value different than like-minded, right? Mm-hmm. Different inside but the same. Yeah. So how do you take power in a positive way into the workforce? Richard, you go first, Dick. Well, I always, you know, when I got to be the director, I always tried to surround myself with people who were smarter than I was because <laughs> I, I was never that sharpest knife in the drawer. But my, my job in that opportunity was to be there for them and encourage them. And I never looked at that I was their boss. I was just looking at that I was their co, you know, co-worker. Um, yeah, I had to sometimes make some critical decisions, but I normally went to the group and we talked about it before I made the, the final choice. Um, we we I just ran a different crew than what I had ever worked for, um, because when I got to be the director, I wanted to do things different. I I didn't want to be the guy who told everybody what to do all day long. Uh, to me, that was just a waste of my time. Uh, so I did things entirely different. And at the end of my 30 years, I have to tell you that I was replaced by a gentleman who didn't feel that way, and I was replaced because the company took a turn. So hmm. it, is, it is not as easy as it sounds to take and put those kind of thought processes in place. Right. You're exactly right. <clears throat> and until you walk it, you don't realize how difficult. Kathy, how about you? As a mompreneur, as a, an entrepreneur with a home business that's, that's pushing out there to do new things, where does that power come into that for you? I <laughs> Actually, right I was just thinking, 
<laughs> Go ahead, Kat. Actually, I was just thinking that, you know, about my husband, because my husband loves his job, right? He's very dedicated to his job. He He's really good at his job. He's very well-versed, right? He's great at his job. In the previous company that he worked for, they wanted him to be a supervisor. Now, that sounds fantastic, but he's young, right? He's, he's younger than I am, and he is probably one of the youngest guys out there. And they wanted him to be a supervisor, and his first fear was they're not going to listen to me because I'm, I'm young, right? I'm the young guy. Yeah. And so we had to have numerous conversations about the fact that it doesn't matter how old you are. It matters what they see, right? Do they respect what comes out of your mouth? Because they know that if they're stuck out there at 2 o'clock in the morning working on something and they call you, that you'll come out there and work with them, right? Because being their, their supervisor and their boss doesn't mean that you tell them what to do. It means that you show them the right way to do it. Yep. Right. So his opinion on the whole thing really changed, and he took, he took the job, and it, it, was, it worked out really well for him. But the, the fear that people have, you know, that, oh, I'm young, I'm, people are not going to listen to me, doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Walk the talk. Yeah. And, and if so. you do, people will respect that. I truly believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do, too. I love it. So let's ask you this. How do you verb power? in a positive way that's not threatening to the people around you. Richard. I think you just have to remember who you are and where you came from. Um, um, I kind of like this, uh, your other person there is her husband. You know, I I grew up in a place where you you just had to work all the time. Working was what what you did. Uh, College wasn't a choice. It just wasn't in there. And climbing the ladder of success in, in a large corporation with no college education, um, believe me, I kept getting whacked, and I, I felt just like your husband did. I'm not worthy, okay? But as I moved up, I realized that the guys that the, I was working with, they didn't care about if I had a college education. They cared about whether or not I did what I said I was going to do. You know, was I really true to that situation? Uh, so... You bring it to the workforce, I think you have to be genuine. I think you have to be honest. I think you have to be hardworking. That's just my opinion. I like it. Kathy, how about you? How do you model and verb power in a positive way? I think you have to be willing to do the work, you know, just like yeah. I was saying. You have to be willing to, you know, if you want somebody to take what comes out of your mouth seriously, then you can't expect them to do something that you wouldn't do. Amen. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you, why on earth would they do that? You wouldn't do it. Why would they? (laughs) Very good. When I first went into the instruction world, I was teaching pole climbing and high rescue, and the other instructors never put on their gear. They taught from the bottom of the pole. I taught from the top of the pole, and it was from resentment from the other instructors was high, but because everybody wanted to be in my class, uh, mm-hmm. because I would climb a lot wrong with them, and 
do all the crazy things up 110 feet up off the ground like you shouldn't be doing when you're that age. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that that is why they kept coming to class. That's why they, they, they you know, would call me and say, hey, how do we do this? We're, we're stuck. Um, you've got to be able to take and do it. You can't teach from the bottom of the pole. Yeah. Well, yeah, and not only that, but if you're doing it with them, they physically see that that goal is attainable. Well, and and working out a problem, you know how how do we work out a problem? Well, there's there's several of us here. Let's all you know talk to each other and work a problem. Work work a problem. You know, we're never in it all alone. That's that's the thing I used to preach the most part. You're never out there all alone. Even if you're on the truck by yourself, you are never out there all alone. You know, you got a radio, you got a phone, you got some way to get somebody if you need them. Um, Amen. Yeah, never alone. You know, I think that the best way for I can see to to model power and to verb power is to recognize what kind of power is needed in what situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I know that I can turn my switch on and I can come into a room at 110 miles an hour like a whirlwind. Right, and I can execute power, and I can take control, and I can be the one. Right? I can do that without a question. But sometimes there's way more power in recognizing that that what they need now is just your presence, or your silence, or a word, or a hug. There's so much power in recognizing what's needed, and then how do you use the powers within you, what you have, where you are, with what you got, to meet that need. You know, and power doesn't have to be abusive. No. But right. that's power learning to be a great leader. And learning to be a great leader takes time, patience, and the willingness to learn from someone else. You know, to take and take that time to take a course, read a book, uh, find a mentor. All those parts and pieces need to they can be in your in your in your back pocket. You you just that's what you gotta do. But you have to make yeah. the choice that I'm going to be a good leader. I'm going to take and do these things. You know, right. and it's like to everybody, if, if you never read a book, nobody around you is going to want to read a book. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. you never go to a conference, you never take and, you know, listen to someone else speak. You don't, you don't do those things. The people around you, you can tell them all you want to do those things, but if they don't see you doing them, they're not going to do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, one of the phrases that we've heard over and over and over in our life and growing up is that knowledge is power. Okay? To me, that's an incomplete sentence. It's utilized knowledge is power. Applied, right? applied knowledge. Yeah, utilize it and applied, absolutely. Acquired knowledge is a trivial pursuit to him in a closet if you never use it. <laughs> you can't wow. hide it under a bushel basket, okie doke. Right, I'm gonna let it shine, right? And there's just I think the I think the power is in believing in who you are, it's believing in your story, it's it's believing in the in the good versus the evil. Right? Mm-hmm. And so there there there's power in the light you leave behind, in the in the feeling you leave in a room. Right. And, and what people say about you when you're not there. You can be the sunshine when you come into the room or when you leave. It's your choice. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Power in your presence nor your absence, whichever it is you lay out. Oh, I love it. I can continue on this conversation. 
Kathy, go ahead. Chris Roberts, what is it that Chris Robinson said? It's not that you can't, it's that you won't, and that's your choice. Yep. Amen. I, I, I speak all the time about choice. Everything is a choice. You tell me you don't have a choice, you just made a choice. Everything is a choice. And working with our young people today, teaching them how to make good choices, you have to know where those good choices come from. So it could be right. Sunday morning. Just saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. It it could be. It could be. Right those little those little godwings along the way, right? <laughs> I love them. Well, I know that I can carry on with this conversation indefinitely. I'm having a great time. Uh there's a lot of power in these conversations. I think that it would improve our Overall life status, if we had more conversations with people and understood, you know, communication in this way. And so I, I, I'm going I'm to start by saying I thank you so much for your time, Richard, and for your time, Cassie. I am greatly, greatly honored by your, your presence and your input and your wisdom. I would love our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to share your story, if you want to have a conversation with us, banter a word, or you just need somebody to talk to. Please, we're interested in what you have to say. Reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to close again by saying, Richard, thank you for your time and your wisdom. Kathy is always and always grateful for your time and your wisdom and what you add to these conversations. And I hope that our audience will take a moment this week and sit with power. How, How do you sit with that word? Does it make you uncomfortable? How come? Own that for a minute and sit with it and see if you can't find the bright side of power in your own life. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience this week with power? Um, as usual, with a challenge, right? You know, if you are feeling powerless in a situation, my challenge for you is to figure out who you gave that power to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Reclaim the power. I really like that. What a great challenge. Ooh, I love it. It gave me chills. Richard, we would be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today with power? Get up, look up, link up. Use what God's given you. Amen. 